Welcome to the Her Mind Mentor Podcast, the podcast for helping you discover who you truly are and reclaim what you really want from life to feel fulfilled and live your version of success. Here, we meet in the middle between woo-woo and the work. We talk mastering your mindset, aligning your ambitions, and creating impact and income. We're here for women who are feeling a bit lost, pulled towards a life that feels more authentic to them, and are ready to make change. Join me, Taylor Johnston, gold digger, recovering perfectionist, corporate dropout, mum, wife, and the mentor part of Her Mind Mentor. As each week, I dive into mind-shifting wisdom, psychology-based insights, thought-transforming inspiration, and actionable steps to help you create a life you love living. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's jump in. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. Before I get into today's episode, I just want to say a huge happy International Women's Day. I love that this episode is coming out today of all days. To all the females out there, to all of the women, to all of those who identify as women, I just want to say a massive happy International Women's Day. I think it's so fantastic that we have got a day dedicated to seeing women, to empowering them, to lifting them up, to cheering them on and to bringing awareness to the power and to the incredibleness, which is not a word, but the incredibleness that is women and what we are capable of. So happy International Women's Day. As I mentioned, I love that this is the episode that's coming out today. I feel like it's actually really fantastic timing because today's episode is all about the process of becoming and as we are using this day to celebrate women a lot of the time we look to women that have become huge successes we look to the women around us who are supporting us you know whether they be our mums or sisters or best friends or colleagues or whatever else there's a lot of events celebrating the power that is women And I really would love for you to reflect and celebrate, even just for a moment, the woman that you are and the woman that you have been and the woman that you are becoming. Because along with looking at everyone else and looking at all the other women who have done amazing things, so are you. Even the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now, the fact that you are looking at yourself and looking to build your self-awareness, to develop yourself, to grow as a human being, that is something worth celebrating. And as I get into today's episode, when I talk about the journey and the process of becoming your best version of yourself, it's really important to celebrate every single milestone along the way. I look to the person that I used to be like right now I am recording this intro while I'm watching a baby monitor and for a really long time I really struggled when I started motherhood and I've spoken to that before but I really struggled I didn't know how to be the person I wanted to be and be the kind of mum that I wanted to be for me that didn't make sense to be both of those things at once and right now I am literally embodying that 
I've got my daughter down for a nap. I've spent, I'm spending the whole day with her today as a mum. But right now I'm getting to speak to you and I am sharing wisdom and sharing knowledge and sharing experience to help other women, which is my absolute passion and purpose. And I'm celebrating how far I've come in the last two years being a mum. I'm celebrating the fact that I am no longer almost blaming becoming a mum or blaming the requirements of me as a mum as to why I can't live in my purpose and in my passion. Okay, so it's really important that we celebrate these wins, even if they just feel small, even if they seem like small steps, they are worth celebrating. So make sure today, as you look to all these amazing women who are doing amazing things, make sure you look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself what an amazing job you're doing. Okay, celebrate yourself, celebrate every step that you take towards your biggest dreams and your biggest ambitions and your version of fulfillment and your definition of success. Celebrate you. Okay, let's get into the episode. So today I want to talk to you about the process of becoming. So when I think about the process of becoming or the word even becoming, it's really about a word in motion. Like it's a journey word. It's a process. It's not the end destination. And a lot of us are in this like stage of life where we're becoming something. We're becoming our next level selves. We're becoming, you know, whatever it is that we're striving towards. We're becoming the person who achieves the goals that we've got. Like it's all a process motion. And when you're in that process of becoming, it's not that end destination. And that can be really a little bit scary. And I'm a really big believer that a lot of us actually know what we want, right? We know what we're trying to achieve. We know what our dreams are. We know what we want to be or what we want to do or what we want to achieve or what we want to strive for. And the biggest thing that stops us is fear. So a lot of what I hear and a lot of what I even myself have felt in the past is a fear of failure. That's what stops me or has stopped me in the past from moving forward. And it certainly has stopped a lot of people I know that actually know that they want something more. They want to achieve something. They've got a goal in mind and what they credit to why they are not achieving or not striving for that goal is a fear of failure. And that might look like a fear of not being good enough, not being smart enough, not being qualified enough, not being, you know, good looking enough or strong enough or, you know, insert the word that you're after enough, like you're just not enough to be someone who achieves that. And so you don't even try. You don't even kick off a lot of the time that process of becoming. And that's a big staller for a lot of people is that fear. But I actually want to share a little bit of a controversial opinion and actually call bullshit on that. I want to call bullshit on the fear of failure being the reason that we don't start things. And I myself am very guilty of this. So I'm calling myself out as much as I'm calling out anyone who's ever used the fear of failure as a blocker for why they're not trying to start something. I don't think that we're actually afraid of our dreams. I don't think that we are afraid of going after them or trying to achieve them. Or frankly, I don't even think we're that scared 
of failing to achieve them or failing to, you know, get whatever it is that we're trying to get. I don't think that we're actually fearful of that. My belief and my experience is that we're actually afraid of being seen. We're afraid of being seen to be going after our dreams. We're afraid of being seen in the process of becoming, the process of starting something, the building, the becoming, like that in-between process between where we are and where we want to be. That's the part that holds the fear. It's not actually the fear of the failure being that end destination because failure is an end destination. And, you know, I will jump into the mentalities around, you know, looking at failures as failures versus learnings versus redirections versus all those things. But generally speaking, I would say that we're not fearful of an outcome looking like quote unquote failure. We're actually scared of being seen, whether it be by people we love or people we used to know or people that we think are going to judge us or strangers on the internet or trolls or whatever else. We're more afraid of being seen to be trying than we are of the actual outcome. And I think that, you know, a big part of this is really that it's more prevalent than ever that we share everything online. So, so much of what we do is seen, it's shared, it's inspected, it's out there in the world available for scrutiny not just by the people closest to you, but by strangers or by people that you used to go to school with or whatever it may be. Everything is seeable and inspectable. And because of that, that fear of being seen is so much greater because if we can be seen to be working towards something, then we can be seen to be not achieving that something. And that's where that real fear sets in. And in addition to that, a lot of the time when we look at people who have become successful, so, you know, like I'm talking like big successes, like big business people, like, you know, Oprah, Steve Jobs, Walt Disney, like all of these people, we talk about their stories and we see the end destinations of where they are now or, you know, where they have been. And we talk about the struggles that they had in the middle bit, almost exclusively in retrospect. So we share stories and we hear stories like, you know, you just want to jump on anything inspirational. You can Google all the people that are now successful that have failed at some point in the past. And they can look like stories like, say, Oprah, for example, who was like fired from one of her like early journalism jobs because she was apparently no good at it. Obviously, look at her now. Steve Jobs, who dropped out of university, Walt Disney, he was told he had no creativity or imagination. Like these people obviously have gone on to have, you know, such high levels of success in their business, in their chosen field. And we revere them for the success that they've had. And we look at them as inspiration because we also know that they've come from a level of struggle. And that kind of makes us feel like we can do it too. The problem is, is that When we're looking at this only retrospectively, we're only looking at it because they're now successful. Like no one wants to talk about these things when they're actually in it. 
Like I can't imagine anyone was going up to Steve Jobs being like, yes, you've dropped out of uni. That's really good because we know that you're going to go on to be successful or Oprah or Walt Disney or insert anyone who's had some sort of level of setback. I can't imagine that in those moments they knew what lay ahead of them. You know, we we talk about these failures because they're retrospective. And the problem is it can feel really lonely. If you're in this right now, if you're in the part where you're in the middle of pivoting or you're in the process of becoming whatever it is that you're trying to become, that potential unknown potential for failure part is the one that no one wants to talk about. No one can promise that you'll go on to build a successful business or become a world-renowned figure. Like it's a really lonely place to be in the part where you're trying to become something and it's made so much lonelier by these social media picture-perfect platforms where we see everyone curating their lives to look really successful and really perfect and when we see people in the struggle stages often it can feel really performative and if we have dreams and we are striving towards something we feel isolated in that stage of becoming even when we look at other people that are saying that they're struggling it feels so outside ourselves it doesn't feel like community it doesn't feel like camaraderie and because we watch other people's lives so closely and we you know examine what they're doing or we hear their stories or you know we stalk them on social media or whatever it may be we expect that others are doing the same to us and you know granted they they might be but it's just this belief the one where we might be seen to be trying to be in the process of becoming as opposed to knowing the outcome you know where we're in this process of an unknown outcome or an end point that might end up in a pivot or a failure or a redirection that's the place that stops us it's not the actual outcome that's stopping us it's the fear of being seen to be in this place so to give you a little bit of context of what it looks like for me right now in my process of becoming not only am I doing all of this work to build her mind mentor to be able to impact women at scale to be able to support them and help them on their journey to feeling fulfilled and their definition of success but I'm also stay-at-home mumming half the time and I am the primary caregiver in my family in addition to that I'm also working part-time and I'm working at the local supermarket and for me that was such an ego hit okay I've come from this high-flying corporate career where I was working for multi-million dollar and in some case billion dollar companies both domestically and internationally in amazing roles with these like really cool like perks and extras that I got as part of those roles and now I'm working with people that are 10 years younger than me who are still at university and doing this as a part-time gig or a casual job So, you know, as someone who has had a decade of a career already, who's had that corporate career with those high-flying jobs in those amazing billion-dollar companies, it's really difficult. It's really difficult to have your ego step back 
and go, you know what, you're going to work with people who are 10 years younger than you, that are at university and in some cases even at high school who are doing this as a casual gig. That is a really difficult pill to swallow if you can't park your ego. Because for me right now, having that job, having that stable part-time income is facilitating my dreams. It is allowing me to not have the pressure of the financial responsibility of starting a business. It is actually giving me freedom to follow my dreams. It's giving me freedom to spend time working on my business and making it what I want it to be. It's allowing me not to be desperate. It's allowing me to work with clients from a place of abundance, not from a place of lack, not from a place where I am going, oh, I need more clients. I need more clients because I need to be able to afford, you know, the cost of living and my daughter in daycare because I'm not currently taking care of her or whatever else it is. Those things are huge blockers to your ability to grow because they are not in integrity with what you are trying to build or it's certainly not in my case that would not be an authentic way to work with my clients to be desperate for me my part-time job right now as much as I in some cases don't want to be doing it because I'd rather be spending that time working on my business it is facilitating my growth it is giving me freedom it is allowing me to have that journey, to have that process of becoming. I know in a matter of months, I will not need this part-time job unless I want it just for the safety net or just for the extra. But I know that it is not forever. I know that my ego can handle doing this work even when I don't want to because I know that it will only be temporary. It is only facilitating this process of becoming Soon enough, my business will absolutely be full-time. Soon enough, my daughter will probably need to go into daycare for more days so I can continue working on my business and building it to where it needs to be to help women at the scale that I know that it is capable of. But right now, I'm in that process of becoming. And if that's something that you want to do, just know that it's okay to feel uncomfortable with the ego hit it might take. It is okay to feel uncomfortable with not being an expert, to not being at the top of your field anymore. You know, it's that beautiful analogy of like an arrow, you know, an arrow in order to shoot as far forward as possible has to first be pulled back. And that's how it can feel sometimes. Sometimes the process of becoming feels like a big step back. That's certainly how it's felt at times for me. Or sometimes it's just about stepping sideways. It doesn't always look like stepping forward to begin with. Sometimes you need to step back in order to prepare yourself to propel forward, to slingshot yourself, to leap into where you need to be. Sometimes it takes a step backwards and you need to be able to find it in yourself to take the ego out of it, to take what you think your value has looked like in the past as far as being an expert or having this kind of experience or whatever else. You need to be able to park that if you want to move forward and if you want to grow because growth means stepping into the unknown. Okay, you don't, 
instantly turn into an expert. The secret and the magic happens when you can get comfortable learning, when you can get comfortable in the process of becoming and continuing to, to keep treading, to keep moving, even when you feel like you are being pulled back. That's the real magic. That's when the really hard shit happens is when you're in that place of being in that deep trench of going, oh my God, I'm in this process and I feel like I'm not moving forward. If you have the fortitude, if you have the determination, if you have the courage and if you have the discipline to stay in that place, that is what's going to help you slingshot forward. That is your process of becoming. And if you can do it strategically, if you can do it with heart and it's authentic to you, you will leap forward beyond your wildest dreams. Soon enough, you will be looking back on this process of becoming and you will look at yourself and go, oh my God, I'm so happy you didn't give up. Every single time it got hard, every single time you felt like you were moving literally backwards, you never gave up and look at where the hell we are now. We're here because you parked your ego. We are here because you were happy to take a step back or even if you weren't happy to take a step back, you knew it was necessary You are happy to have other parts of your life facilitate the freedom to be able to move forward. That takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of guts. Okay, don't diminish that. Don't diminish the fact that sometimes you have to be pulled back in order to shoot forward. So the real question is, how do you actually move through it? And this is the part you know, that you kind of want to be tuning into because if you can recognize that that's actually where your fear lies, then fortunately, there's a really good way to overcome it because one thing that we do know for certain is that outcome of potential failure, if that's the word you want to use, or potential like redirection or pivoting, that outcome will never be required if you don't actually start. If you don't go through the process of becoming, if you don't go through the striving, the trying, the starting with one single step in the direction of an outcome you're seeking, I can guarantee you, you're certainly never going to get the outcome that you don't want. But you'll also never even potentially get the outcome you do want. You know, you have to start with a single step. You have to go through that process of becoming to get even one bit closer to a fortunate outcome, let alone a, you know, undesirable outcome. I do want to jump into a couple of trains of thought that might resonate with you on how you can start moving into a space where you're comfortable going into the process of becoming when you're trying to achieve, whether it be a goal or an outcome or whatever it may be. So let's jump in to how you can move into being comfortable with the process of becoming. So number one, I'm going to be tapping into some wisdom from people far more schooled in this than me. And I'm going to be talking about the Theodore Roosevelt quote that Brene Brown has most recently adopted. I'm sure that if you've ever heard Brene Brown speak or you know who she is, you'll probably connect the concept of daring greatly to her 
but what she was actually inspired by and if you've seen her ted talk i mean i'm obsessed with her so there's that but if you've seen her ted talk the concept of daring greatly is actually taken from a snippet of a speech made by theodore roosevelt who was a president of the united states and i'm not going to go through the entire quote but the concept of this is that it's not the critic that counts that the credit belongs to the man and i'm going to use man because that's what he used but you know the person who is actually in the arena who strives valiantly who at best knows the triumph of high achievement and at worst if he fails he fails while daring greatly whose place is never with the souls who never know victory or defeat this for me personally this concept of daring greatly is one that really has stuck to me it's one that really resonates with me and it's certainly one that has helped me move through my fear of the process of becoming and it's really around recognizing that the person who is trying the person who is in the arena getting their asses kicked who is trying to strive for something who's trying to achieve something they're the ones who deserve the credit They're the ones who deserve the accolades and the, you know, the revealment. I don't know if that's a word, but that you revere um, because they're actually trying to do something. You don't give credit to the person who's sitting on the sidelines, poking fun or throwing mud. Like those people are not the ones who go down in history books. They're not the ones who will ever understand what it's like to yeah lose they might not ever understand what it's like to lose but they also never understand what it's like to win either and if you're not actually in the arena if you're not striving towards something you will never be able to win you might not ever lose and that might be a you know a nice big benefit is that yep you never know what it's like to feel defeat but you will never understand what victory looks like either it's important to understand that the process of becoming is about stepping into that arena And not knowing what the outcome is, but knowing that you've got an opportunity to feel true triumph. So you need to understand and you need to pick, you do need to actually pick, like you get the choice here as to which audience or which group you want to be a part of. Do you want to be part of the mudslingers on the sidelines? Or, you know, mind you, you can be a cheerleader on the sidelines too. And that's fantastic. I'm all about that. And I think we should all be cheerleaders of each other, even if we are in the arena too. Or do you want to be the person in the arena? And do you want to pay attention to the person on the sidelines going, oh, I could have done it better when they're not actually in the arena? Or do you want to look at other people in the arena and be one yourself and give yourself the opportunity to know triumph, to know defeat, but also to even get a glimpse of what it could be like to feel like you have achieved what you're trying to achieve. So that's number one school of thought. Number two, and this one I think is a little bit more challenging from a mindset perspective, it takes a lot more to get through, is really about redirecting your mind to think about failure as not failure, that it's about learning. And I mean, there's some beautiful little acronyms. There's so many mantras out there around what failure means. And, you know, one of the cute ones that I like is that fail means faithful attempt in learning. I like that one personally. But really, it's around understanding that there is no such thing as failure, 
There is no such thing as losing. You either win, you either get what you're after, or you learn. And whether that means learning a new way to get what you're after or learning that you don't actually want what you're after, whatever it may be, you're getting the opportunity to learn, even if you don't necessarily achieve the thing you're trying to achieve. So that one does take a little bit more mindset shifting because I think that we've very much been conditioned to believe that if you're not first, you're last, essentially. Um, So that's that one. Third is really around thinking about whether people are actually thinking about you and trying to step outside yourself and think about the people that you watch, whether it be on social media or people that you used to know or even people closest to you. Thinking about them and thinking about how often you actually think about them. Because I'm sure, or it's certainly in my case, I'm sure that most people, they've got their own stuff going on. Like I've got a bazillion things going on at any any given time. And I've got a lot of people close to me that I am thinking about their well-being or their health or their happiness or whatever else. But I'm not really thinking about, let alone judging what they're actually doing with themselves or if they're trying to do something. And I think that When we feel a fear of being seen to be trying, we need to be trying to figure out why we would feel that way if we have never judged someone else for trying. And that's going to be also in my next big school of thought, which is the real biggie. But this one is kind of really around thinking about how much you're seeing people say online, for example, or in social media, and really examining how much time or energy they actually consume of your life when you look at other people. And if it's really not that much, because to be honest, it probably isn't that much, you need to think about what makes you think that they would do the same for you. What makes you think that anyone is really thinking about you beyond how you impact their life? Because if you don't really impact their life, just like other people that you watch online who don't really impact your life, you don't spend energy on them. You don't spend time thinking about them and judging them for the things that they're trying to achieve. So why would you think that they're doing the same for you? Now, the big one, the real biggie. I think this is the most important and this is another huge one that resonates with me is that if you think about the process of becoming, it's really around watching someone be courageous and watching someone be vulnerable, right? That's what it is. That's the process to go. You know what? I'm going to try to do this thing that takes courage and it takes vulnerability you're putting yourself out there whether that be you know putting your art out there or trying something new or moving overseas or doing whatever it is that you're trying to do it takes courage and it takes vulnerability so I want you to think about in your life who you've ever watched or who you've ever supported or been there for when they've done something vulnerable when they've shared something that's really true to them and that might be like a secret or an opinion or they're sharing their art or they're sharing whatever. They're trying to go out on a limb to do something that sits outside themselves and when they're doing that, they're putting their heart or their mind or their, you know, again, just their vulnerability on a platter for other people to see. And what you see when you witness that is you witness courage you witness courage in its truest form and I would hazard a guess that almost anyone who's witnessing courage and vulnerability on a platter in front of them even if 
that courage and vulnerability did not work out in an outcome. So say they've started a business that didn't go where they wanted it to be, or they've, you know, tried to get even start a, a relationship, right? They've been really committed to a relationship and then it hasn't worked out. Like they haven't, say, gotten married if that's what they they were trying to do or whatever it may be. When that is happening, when that process is going on and that outcome has not eventuated to what we'd see as success, like quote unquote success, I want you to think about when you've witnessed that in someone else, how did you feel about it? Did you mock them? Did you degrade them? Did you judge them for trying? Were you sitting back going, oh, I can't believe you spent so much time with someone and then didn't marry them like you're a failure or you tried in a business for three years and you just couldn't quite get it to where it needed to be to support you. You're a failure. Do you do that? Do you say those things? Do you think those things about those people or do you go, you know what? How incredible of them to try, to try even without knowing what that outcome may look like, even when we've seen that the outcome has not been what we'd call successful or they've not achieved what they tried to achieve. How often would you say that you're sitting back judging those people for actually trying or do you support them and commend them and revere them for actually attempting? Because I would say, that most people, most people that are decent people and the people that you are surrounded by that love you and you respect, those people and you yourself are probably looking at anyone trying, putting themselves out there who are being vulnerable and courageous. You're looking at them going, wow, you're incredible for trying this. I'm really proud of you. You're not spending your time diminishing them for trying. You're either cheerleading for them or thanking them for sharing or feeling a sense of pride and awe when you see someone be courageous and vulnerable. So my question to you is why aren't you doing that for yourself? Why are you thinking that the people around you, the ones that you actually care about, the ones whose opinions you respect, the ones who love you, the ones who you want to be surrounded by, what makes you think that they would not do the same for you? If you're trying to do something, if you're in the process of becoming, not knowing what that outcome is, what makes you think that the people that you care about and that care about you aren't just going to be proud of you and respect you and be in awe of you for going through that process of becoming, for taking the step, for being in the arena, even when you don't know what that outcome is? I would say that they almost always will be. And if they're not, they're not people that you want in your life. And even more importantly, the part that you need to get to, the part that's really, really important is that you're treating yourself with the same level of respect and you're actually validating your own process of becoming. You're validating your own courage to try. You're validating your own desire to chase dreams. You're not getting stuck in the fear of being seen. You're actually trying and that's okay. That's okay to be in the process of becoming because you know, even without knowing the outcome, you know that you've got even a small shot at actually achieving what it is that you're setting out to achieve. And if you don't take that step, if you don't go through that process of becoming, you will 100% 
never, ever be able to achieve the thing that you're trying to achieve. I hope that those schools of thought might trigger something in you to feel brave enough, to feel courageous enough, because that's what it's about, mind you. And I'll go into this in another podcast episode. It's not about being confident. It's actually about being courageous enough to step into the process of becoming. And for me personally, like you can keep up with me on my socials, but that's something that I'm trying to integrate more my in my social so you can feel seen like I'm in the process of becoming too. pretty much everyone is in the process of becoming whatever that may look like so don't feel like you're ever alone in that process of becoming and if you're really lucky the process of becoming right now might look like something that we as a community as a social experiment we might get to in 20, 30 years time and we might be looking back on it and we might be talking about you and your process of becoming like we do about Oprah's or Steve Jobs or Walt Disney's. You know, if that's what you're striving to be achieving, today is the day that you need to step into the arena. Take that first step. Be comfortable and be courageous and step into your process of becoming. I'll leave you with that. I wish you luck. I believe in you. If you ever want to chat about being in the process of becoming, I would love to chat. My DMs are always open. But until then, I will talk to you next week. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And be sure to thank yourself for investing the time in you. I'm grateful for your energy and attention, as I know there are a lot of things that you could be doing with your precious time. So it means the world that you're spending some of it with me. If you like this podcast and the topics we're chatting about, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode, share it with someone who you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling extra kind, please head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review. I'd love to know how this podcast is helping you create a life you love living. Have the most beautiful week.